0: This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, a bit of shameless self promotion because Site Visibility has recently published the ultimate content promotion guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date and in it they break down all the content promotion tactics, tricks and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. So you can download the guide plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free by going to bit.ly, B-I-T dot slash ultimate dash content. And remember, Bitly is case sensitive, so that's all lowercase, ultimate dash or hyphen content. I only just managed to get that out, didn't I? I'm joined today by Greg Gifford, VP of Search at DealerOn.com. Greg, how are you? I am wonderful. Happy to be back on. Well, it's nice to have you back on again, because th- this is uh, you th- you, this is what they call a hat-trick. In British football, we would call this a hat-trick, because you've oh, now... We call it,
1: that's what hockey term's for us,
0: yeah. Is it really? Yeah, you've been on three yeah. times. So the last time you were on was last year, I think it was February last year, uh, talking about local SEO. And we will talk about local SEO again today. So you're in Texas, aren't you?
1: I am in Texas, just north of Dallas.
0: Yes. Are you still five minutes away from um, from the Dallas ranch?
1: I am. Unfortunately, you can no longer see it from our house because of all the other houses that have popped up. But I can get there in less than five minutes.
0: Fantastic. I'm just very quietly humming the Dallas theme tune to myself at the moment. Um, Don't worry, listeners, I'll spare you my singing voice. So um, let's start off with the usual... uh, Tell us, just remind our listeners who you are and what you do at dealeron.com.
1: So I'm Vice President of Search here. We are the... One of the largest website providers for car dealers in the U.S., and I run the SEO department. I have been doing SEO for car dealers for about 13 years. I've been in digital marketing for 17-plus years. Uh, Started off back in the day as a flash website designer, funny enough. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big local SEO guy. I speak at conferences all over the world teaching people this stuff. I'm already at 52,000 miles of flying this year.
0: Wow! So when yeah, you say you, you were a, when you say you were a Flash website designer, does that mean you were a very flashy website designer, or you actually used Flash? No, I actually used
1: Flash. I made all those annoying splash pages with crazy <laughs> animation.
0: <laughs> the ones where your browser says, "I cannot run Flash. If you want to run Flash, click here." <laughs> right. But back in the day, man, that stuff was cool. Yeah, and it still it still is very cool when you let it run in your browser. Anyway, let's talk about uh, local SEO because that's your, your 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 main specialty. I want to do something I didn't do last time, actually, because I was having a quick listen to our, uh, our last uh, talk and the one prior to that, actually. And um, just in case some of our listeners aren't really familiar with what the difference between local SEO and non-local SEO is, could we just spend a couple of minutes... Uh, Going over the difference, going over the differences, what it means.
1: Sure. So, you know, local SEO is something that's been around for a long time and a lot of people needed it and just never knew about it because it's been kind of this very, you know, marginalized strategy. but basically, you know, Google uses different algorithms to return search results. And for certain types of businesses, Google's going to use its local algorithm. So local SEO is the strategy of targeting the signals that matter for that specific algorithm. So there's additional stuff that you don't have to worry about, like citations and reviews play into it. And you have to have the localized content and the right local signals. So it's just, it's, it's pretty it's it's similar to regular SEO but there are different signals that you need to worry about and different weights for the various things that Google looks at and you know it's the kind of thing of like if I am the best SEO in the entire world and I'm working at a restaurant in Dallas, Texas that's you know a steak restaurant that doesn't mean that somebody in the UK looking for a great steak would see my restaurant as number one, because obviously if you're looking for a restaurant, you need something nearby. Yeah. So Google's going to use that local algorithm. And so that's what I've kind of fallen into because I've always worked with car dealerships once I got into SEO and that's the algorithm that applies to car dealerships. So I kind of fell into local SEO because that's what mattered for my job and ended up speaking at conferences and teaching the world about it
0: sure yeah and of course the, the, I, I love things that you can demonstrate so I, and i think this is an example you use is is if say for example andy me here in brighton in the uk put sort of no like pizza delivery into google i would get that sort of um i don't i'm not sure how long it's been around but you get that map now don't they because they, they they go oh he must want a local pizza delivery place so you see the map then you normally see about three initial um, yep. Sort of location or places that are local. Don't you? That's how it normally works, isn't it? And
1: that's the easiest way, really, to diagnose if your business is one of the businesses that local SEO applies to. So, if you yeah. search, you know, take take your top five to ten keywords and just do a search in Google, uh, and whether you're using a location phrase like your city or your neighborhood or even something like near me or nearby, even if you leave those out, like with the pizza delivery example, if it shows you that map pack where it's the map and the three results underneath, that means that it's using the local algorithm for your business. So you actually need to be doing local SEO. And that's one of the things that's really starting to catch on with a lot of people because they work at agencies and any business that has a physical storefront where customers do business at that location Typically, that's going to be a local SEO scenario, and a lot of people hadn't heard about it in the past, and it's kind of come more to the forefront in the last few years.
0: Well, I was going to talk about that because you mentioned about, I I was actually quite surprised how many people don't seem to know that much about local SEO. Do, Do you, I mean, it seems to have become more mainstream recently. What's your take on it? What's your feeling about this?
1: Well, it's been around forever. I've been talking about local SEO at conferences for, geez, six years probably, uh, and it's been around longer than that, but really, it's come more to the forefront because more people have realized, "Hey, this is important for me. I need to understand this because this applies to either my business that I work for, or you know, I have an agency, or I work at an agency, and it applies to our customers." Mm-hmm. And with the explosion of mobile search, it's really come more to the forefront because. Typically, any searches on a mobile device are going to be inherently local. Google's looking at your search and where you're searching from and giving you localized results. And that's where people have said, oh, okay, now I get what's going on here. Let me figure out how to do this. And, you know, years ago, you'd go to a a two- or three-day conference, and there might be one session about local SEO. And now, you know, the bigger conferences and even some of the smaller conferences – We'll have an entire track one day mm. all about local SEO all day long because there's so many different pieces about local that are important. And for most people out there, you know, I, it's not like it's game-changing information this year that I didn't talk about last year. There's a lot of overlap from year to year on the basics of local SEO, yet you still hear that at conferences because there's so many people that are new to local yeah. that need to know, hey, this is what's different and this is how you get results.
0: So let's talk about, because it's been about, it's been a year and a bit since we last spoke, Greg. Let's talk about some of the new features, some of the things that have happened more recently in the last year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, One of the biggest things that I've been talking about the last six to eight months or so is that it's a concept shift. It's a different way to think about things because for years, your homepage was your first impression with potential customers, but now your Google My Business listing is your new homepage. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, whenever you do a Google search for the name of your business, it's that knowledge panel that shows up on the right side with your business information and your reviews and the map and all that. That's your Google My Business listing. And that's really your new homepage. So all of the customers that used to do a Google search and go to your website to get your phone number so they can call you or to get your address so that they could get directions or to check out phone or uh, photos or reviews or any of those things. They can do all of that in the search results now, just looking at your Google, my business profile. Sure. So, you know, a lot of, uh, conference speakers are talking about zero click search and Rand Fishkin talks a lot about it lately and how you get a lot of interaction on search results because Google is changing the way that people interact with search results and they're not clicking through to your website anymore. And Google My Business is a huge contributor to that because there's a wealth of information there in that profile or that knowledge panel. So people don't necessarily need to go to your site anymore. So it's really moved into a direction where your Google My Business profile is now the first impression that you make with customers and all of the studies done about local SEO have shown that you know the signal strength related to Google My Business has just grown and grown over the last few years.
0: Google Google My Business used to be called—I uh, forget what it was called now, Greg. Well, just remind me what it was. It
1: used Google to be Places is what it used to be it, yeah. called, and still a lot of people refer to it as Google Places because yeah. you know if if you're not going to the conferences or reading the blogs or following the right people on Twitter, you may not know that the name has changed. And Google changes the name for stuff every five minutes because they just can't stick with one name so it does get really confusing
0: now what about this um this new questions and answers section so yeah this is huge
1: this is something that tons of businesses don't know about and it can be really damaging so it shows up directly under your top line information of you know name address phone number website and it says you know read questions and answers and you click on it and basically it's a a new feature where anyone can ask a question of the business, but the scary part is any random person can answer those questions as well. <laughs> and that's what's really scary because most businesses don't know that it's there. Mm. Yet when customers are interacting with either that knowledge panel or with the business in the Google Maps app or Google Maps search, you got this questions and answers feature, and people will start asking questions just assuming that the business is paying attention. And a lot of times you get really snarky answers. So, you know, we all kind of laugh about it in the local SEO circles and we always will tweet back and forth or email back and forth the really funny ones that we find because it, it always seems to be, you know, you got some smart ass in the community that wants to give some goofy answer. But it's not really great for that business because then it looks like the business isn't paying attention. Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. But, you know, it's it's a really valuable piece, especially with the whole zero click search idea because nobody's gonna go to your website and read an FAQ page anymore, but you can actually load your own questions in to the questions and answers session or section mm. and then put your own answers to your own questions. So now you're creating a, a pre-site FAQ section. And something interesting that I just saw is in the the mobile app for maps, Google is now suggest auto-suggesting answers to those questions as you type them in. So as you start to type in a question, it will auto suggest answers to that question based on other questions and answers that have already been asked and answered or based off of reviews that people have written. So it's a really valuable, you know, source of information for the business for people that don't know about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they're starting to do the auto suggest like that, you know, part of that feature is you can click on whether that answer was helpful or not. So you're feeding Google's AI and making it better. It would make a lot of sense that at some point in the future, that could start getting served up as answers to voice search queries.
0: Yes, sure. Yeah. Now, uh, Greg, just to be clear, um, when we go on to say we're just walking along the street and we've got our mobile out our smartphone out we're on google maps and we're searching for i don't know i'll keep using the pizza as an example but i'll keep using the pizza because i like that's <laughs> a great example um say no you you're walking along the street you put pizza into google maps Is the thing that comes up the same is it basically uh gmb is it the same thing
1: yeah it's it's you know, it's laid out a little bit different on mobile, but it's the same thing. It's, it's all of the information that you're surfacing to Google through your Google, my business dashboard. And you know, we all know that Google has switched to an entity based search algorithm. So it's not just keyword to keyword matching. It's based on that entity information. And this is your direct interface with Google to provide information about your entity. So, you know, all the more reason to make sure that it's filled out correctly and that everything's there and that you've got those questions and answers. And then there's another new feature called Google Post that is really cool where it used to show up higher and now it's been moved down to the bottom of the knowledge panel. So it's not quite as visible, but it's still awesome because it makes you stand out. So you can – there's four different post types, but basically you're creating a little ad. So it gets a thumbnail image and then a little bit of text. And then when the user clicks on it, it actually pops up a modal window that blocks out the rest of the search results. You see the large image and the text. So, you know, you put promotional stuff in there and that's going to grab people's attention and make you stand out from your competitors. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing that a lot of us see you know, significant pre-site interaction and conversions. I mean, I was actually just talking to one of our consultants yesterday about one of the the dealerships that they work with, and they consistently see anywhere from 50 to 75 clicks a month mm. on their Google posts. So, you know, that's 50 to 75 people that are clicking and interacting with a promotion or an offer Before they even get to the website so that can be really powerful if you use it correctly
0: so how these display greg are they you say they're at the bottom of the sort of uh google my business panel are they
1: yeah so if you were to search you know the name of your let's stick with the pizza example you know let's (laughs) say you've got you know, Gino's Pizzeria, and you do a search for Gino's and you see the knowledge panel on the right that it shows Gino's Pizzeria. It's located, you know, on Queen Street in Brighton. Mm. And then it's this phone number and this website. And here's some reviews and review score. And here's the question and answer section. Here's the most common time that people come in and all the information that you see in that Google by business panel. And then down at the bottom, you'll see a thumbnail image that'll, you know, say Monday is, half off pizza night or whatever their special might be that they're trying to promote. And it's a little small thumbnail image with a a couple of lines of text. When you click on that, it pops up a very large image that kind of, it's a modal window that blocks out the rest of the search results. So it pops up a big image with the big text description. And then you can have a call to action button there that leads them to you know, a page on your site with more information or a page with a coupon or however you want to use that. So it's really neat. And then on the Google Maps app, if if someone's using the Google Maps app to do these searches, those are served up right at the top. And you can actually on the Google Maps app, whether you're on Android or iPhone, click follow on a business. And then every time you come back into the Maps app, you'll have that stream of whatever the Google posts are from the businesses that you follow. So that's really a, another powerful way to interact with people as well.
0: Oh, certainly a lot there. Um just moving more generally onto Google My Business, away from what's new, what's been happening the last year, just generally. Um choosing the right categories is important, isn't it, Greg? What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. So, you know, you've got space to put in multiple categories and a lot of businesses will try to just shove in a ton of different categories thinking it's going to help them show up better in search. But what you really want to do is only choose the categories that matter for your business. Mm. So you want to pick the right categories and pick all of the categories. So, you know, again, sticking with the the pizza restaurant, you know, there's just a general restaurant and then there is Italian restaurant. And then, you know, you don't want to just put Italian restaurant, you want to put Italian restaurant and restaurant, or, you know, using car dealers as an example, you're going to have the brand that you sell. So let's say you're selling Ford, you'll have a category for Ford dealer, but you also have a generic car dealer category, but you also have used car dealer. And then you also have truck dealer and used truck dealer, which would apply for Ford and then you've got auto repair and auto service. So you've got to make sure you're choosing all of the right categories because when someone's doing a search related to that category if you've got that category chosen it helps you be surfaced as a search result. And then what's really cool is your primary category, the one that that's at the top of the list, the one that you choose first. Yeah. That one carries more weight. So that one, you know, has more ranking power associated with it. So you can be strategic there as well. So Using car dealers as an example, if you're in a really crowded market and you're competing, you know, let's say you're a Ford dealer and you're in Dallas, Texas, and there's 20, 25 Ford dealers in the in the metro area, you'd want to use Ford dealer as your primary category because you're fighting against all of those other dealers. But if you're out in the middle of of nowhere and you're the only Ford dealer in town, you wouldn't want to put Ford dealer as your primary category. You'd want to put used car dealer because Anyone searching for a Ford dealer is clearly going to find you. You're the only option in town. Mm. But you're also going to have Chevy dealer and Toyota dealer. And, you know, there's going to be other dealerships in town that sell other brands, plus all of the used car dealers. So that's where you'd want to put used car dealer because then you're competing against all of the other guys more, you know, effectively for any used car searches. So it's important to understand that that first category carries more weight so that you can be strategic on what you're going to put in that slot.
0: Well, we talked about quite a few different things today all around local search, Greg. Um, If you could condense it down, if there's one thing, one top tip for our audience today, Greg, what might it be?
1: I I mean, I hate to be stuck on Google My Business, but it's just so important lately, and it's something that so many businesses ignore. So it's really the, the important tip is to just get into your Google My Business, claim it. Optimize the heck out of it. Fill out every part that you can fill out. Upload all the photos that you can. Upload videos if you have videos. Do everything that you can to just make it robust and think about the fact that this is your first impression with potential customers. Put everything there that you possibly can that's going to make you look awesome. So that's where you go put the posts to – show your promotional offers and then fill out those questions and answers. So load in all of your common questions and put great answers to that so that they can see all of that there. And then that's going to make them want to click through and convert. Or even if they don't click through, it makes them want to call you. And so that's the best way to win at local search right now.
0: You know, Greg, I have just written that down on my to-do list and I suggest listeners you do the same. If you have a business. Greg, thanks so much for coming on. Um, How can our listeners find out more about you and DealerOn.com?
1: So DealerOn.com obviously is our site. DealerOn.com slash blog is our blog. So for 2017, well, two years ago, we won Best Local SEO Blog, in the world from Bright Local's annual poll. This year, we got bumped down to third place, but still, obviously, it's a great source of information. And I do a Wednesday video series, so there's a lot of quick, short, you know, easy-to-digest videos on local SEO there. Uh, best way to follow me or connect with me would be Twitter. Uh, if you want to use LinkedIn, it's just Greg Gifford on LinkedIn, but I'm really pretty bad about checking LinkedIn. So <laughs> best thing is Twitter, so it's just at Greg Gifford and uh that's what i use also you know it's good to follow me because i live tweet conferences and i do hit a lot of conferences every year so that's kind of a good way to stay up to date on the current best practices as well
0: thanks greg and we'll put those various links in the show notes as well so that's it folks uh the show notes on the usual place or will be in the usual place sitevisibilitycouk visibility.co.uk slash im if you're enjoying the show please leave us a review that will be good uh questions and suggestions the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. you can tweet at site visibility or one word Uh, we have a site visibility group on linkedin that's all from me andy and it's all from greg that is it
1: and it was a great time to come back again hopefully i'll come back next year
0: i'm sure you will greg and thanks for coming on again and we'll see you next time on internet marketing